Man, Twins fall to the Yankees. 10-7 in the series finale. This was a fun game. Twins fell apart a little bit. Let's break it down on today's episode of Locked on Twins. You are Locked on Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Thursday, June 9th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I've been hosting this podcast for three seasons now. I've been running at Twins Daily for four seasons now. And in my entire life, I've always known games like tonight do happen against the New York Yankees. The Twins lose 10 to 7 in a game they came out jumped on Garrett Cole in a way he's never been jumped on in his entire career. The Twins hit five home runs off the Yankees' ace, and this was not a scenario where Garrett Cole was struggling coming into this game. He'd been dominant for much of the season, and the Twins um, just jumped on him and had a great plan at the plate, got him out of this game, and they didn't really take advantage of it beyond that. And we'll talk about this opportunity the Twins blew tonight. They shut down, they combusted in this game. We'll talk about, you know, three and three against Blue Jays and Yankees and, and what that means. Jorge Polanco has a really poor game. And then finally, it feels like, knock on wood, the Twins are starting to get healthy um, very, very soon. They will be they will be hopefully more healthy, especially in the rotation. So this was an opportunity tonight, clearly. I mean, they get up early in this game. Bundy basically gives it right back. And if you were listening this week, I said this game Thursday was an instant loss. I was planning for my apology to the Minnesota Twins for calling this game an instant loss. But the reason I said that is because it was Dylan Bundy, A, and that's more than it being Garrett Cole on the other side because Dylan Bundy hasn't been good now for a while for the Twins. And against this Yankees lineup, even without Giancarlo Stanton, it's not a good matchup for him. And, you know, what ended up happening is it wasn't a good matchup for Dylan Bundy. He didn't get completely shelled, but big two-run homer from Joey Gallo on an 0-2 changeup that was hung completely. Made the game 3-3. Three to three. Twins went up 7-3. to three. Byron Buxton had two home runs in this game. Buxton looks like he's back to crushing the ball, which is a great development for the Twins. And, and the biggest positive, I think, from tonight's game is that Byron Buxton looks dialed in at the plate again. And it's it's a flip of a switch. It's almost like Miguel Sano in his career. All of a sudden, Byron Buxton is back in and locked in. But this would have been a hell of a win for the Twins. Like, oof, this would have been such a great win for them if they were able to close it out. They had a four-run lead. They're up 7-3. to three. Joe Smith gives a couple back. The Twins' defense, not good. What I'll say about tonight, for the first four innings, the Twins did offensively, especially defensively, everything they could to win this game like they were they came out trying to win this game to take this game they spent the rest of the evening shutting down and giving this game back and trying to find ways to give up runs giving up a bunch of home runs Aaron Hicks gets them again and it's not just the home run he has the gun on his on his shoulder all series throwing out runners makes some great catches in left field he, he hurt them. And this Yankees lineup really hurt them. They scored 10 runs. 
part of me is not surprised. Like, if you told me the Yankees were going to score 10 tonight, yeah, I mean, the Yankees are going to score 10 on Dylan Bundy and, and this Twins bullpen that has one good reliever and, and Dylan Bundy. And I'm not saying everybody else is bad, but I think this bullpen has a legitimate, you know, legitimately one reliever who you are super confident going to. And maybe second, I would put Griffin Jacks right now. I would put Melio Pagan probably third, maybe Theobar four. Joe Smith has dropped significantly in the last couple of weeks. Uh, hasn't looked good. So I'm not surprised the Yankees scored 10 runs. I'm shocked the Twins hit five home runs off Garrett Cole and scored seven runs on their own tonight. So, I mean, part of me is impressed. There's a there's a fraction of my thought on this game that is the Twins battled. I mean, if you would have told me before this series that the Twins would be trailing by one run in the seventh inning of game one with Cole Sands starting that game, that they would be down 5-4 in the seventh inning with an opportunity to win, that they would have beaten the Yankees 8-1 to in game two, and that game three would be tied at seven in the seventh inning. I'm si- where do I sign up for that? And they lost games one and three. Those games got away from them. I'm signing up for that. If you would have just told me that they're going to win game two, I'm signing up for that. A loss is a loss. It doesn't matter if they lose those games 10-0 or if they lose those games you know, 10-7. A loss is a loss. And they had an opportunity tonight to win this series. It would have been an unbelievable series win, especially – when you match that with them just going to Toronto and beating the Blue Jays, it would have been really, really special for them to win this game. And it shows you that they are just not there yet. And it's especially in the bullpen. They're not in a position right now where they can win a game like that, clearly, because they don't. They don't win games like that. The Yankees are very tough. The Yankees' bullpen is extremely tough. And I think you can see the difference between the Yankees and the Twins. The Yankees are trailing. And they go to Miguel Castro in the fifth inning, a right-handed reliever who's like maybe fourth or fifth on their hierarchy. When they're completely healthy, he's like sixth or seventh. He throws 100 with a sinker and a hard slider. The Twins have one guy in their bullpen who can get up to that velocity, who's who's reliable. The Yankees go to him in the fifth inning, down two runs. They have a bunch of those guys. They always have. And if you get into a close game with the Yankees late, the Minnesota Twins are going to lose that matchup for the last 50 years. That's just the way that it is. And, you know, they could have – won this game earlier. The offense, they made mistakes on the base patch. Joe Urshela misses third base when he's going back. That ends the inning. They don't get big hits. Max Kepler bloops out. It was a great catch by Isaiah Conner-Falefa, who was a twin for 24 hours in short center. But Kepler had a poor game. And Jorge Polanco. Let's talk about Jorge Polanco. Uh, some gaffes tonight. And kind of just inconsistent play this year. Let's talk about him also. Uh, three and three against the Blue Jays and Yankees. My thoughts on that. After this word from Bilt Bar, don't you love a chewy chocolatey brownie? What about a caramel brownie that is truly delicious with caramel swirled on top? It's so good. What if I told you that you can have all that chewy chocolatey deliciousness plus 17 grams of protein? You're in luck because caramel brownie bars are available at Bilt.com right now. And you got to act fast because they're a fan favorite. Forget about dessert. These are better than dessert. Plus the macros are unreal. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 4 grams of sugar. The best part, caramel brownie bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, like for real. With Built, you don't have to sacrifice tasty for healthy. You can have both. With Built, tasty is the new healthy. Go to Built.com to get your box of caramel brownie bars. Now, go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com.
We have an important favor to ask you. We put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On podcasts. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thanks for your help. Twins are 3-3 three and three against the Blue Jays and Yankees, and this is a nine-game stretch where they go at Toronto, home against the Yankees, home against the Rays, three each. They've started 3-3. Three and three. Great. I thought there was a chance they were going to go two and seven here. And it's not because I don't think the Twins at full strength are a good team. That's not what it is because I think the Twins at full strength have shown us that they can be a very good team in 2022. It's the fact that they aren't at full strength and that they're far from full strength in the rotation. So you looked at these pitching matchups in a very tough series against the Blue Jays, a very tough series against the best team in baseball right now, the New York Yankees, and then a series against the Rays who are always good and they're good again this year. That's why I thought it was possible the Twins could go 2-7 and seven or even 1-8. and eight. I mean, I thought this could be a disastrous stretch, and they still could go 3-6, and six, and that's borderline disaster on its own. They could have been 4-2 and two coming out of tonight, and at minimum, you're going 4-5. and five. Now I think you got to win this series against Tampa to go 5-4, and four, have that winning record. You took advantage then of winning that first series in Toronto and then taking a game from the Yankees. You took advantage of it. They're going to need Jorge Polanco to play more consistently offensively and defensively. There are nights he had a four-hit night in game one of this series and hasn't done anything really since. There are nights when he is so dialed in offensive on both sides of the ball where he just looks he looks like one of their best players. And then there are nights when he makes blunders in the field and him and Correa have a miscommunication on a pop-up that turns into a two-run homer and He's striking out at the plate and not getting it done offensively. He needs to be more consistent. And maybe his ankle's bothering him, but we look at Byron Buxton and we look at Carlos Correa as the two best players on this team and say, you guys got to come through. When Buxton struggles, he's under the spotlight and everybody's pointing at Byron Buxton. He's he's not doing it, myself included. When Carlos Correa is out or struggling, everyone's like, this dude's getting paid $35 to do what? Jorge Polanco's the third best player on this team, in my opinion, and I feel like we, you know, Polo is the longest tenured twin. He's been a twin forever. He's not making a lot of money on his contract. That's part of the equation for people. I think there needs to be more accountability for him as a leader of this team to make those championship level plays that Carlos Correa talks about. Polanco's got to play like the third best player on this team. And there are some nights when he might be the 13th best player on this team or the 10th best position player on this team. With the blunders he makes or some of the swings he takes or the at-bats, he's got to be more consistent for them. Him, you know, holding him accountable, it's in the same vein as Carlos Correa and Byron Buxton. With someone like Jose Miranda, who's a rookie, who just came up, and he's not expected to be one of the best hitters in this lineup, you can cut him some slack and you can say, okay, he's going through some lumps at the plate. We'll see if he can turn it around. For Jorge Polanco, you are expected to be a top three player in this lineup and on this team period. And he hasn't been that consistently this year. He's a, he's a key factor for the twins, clearly Jorge Polanco. And he's not going to have the season he had last year. If he is, he's going to have to heat up very quickly. He's got to be consistent. He's got to be better for them. Finally, it feels like the twins are getting healthy. Knock on wood. One more time tonight, Joe Ryan goes three innings, strikes out four, 40 pitches, 32 strikes for the saints, gave up one hit and zero runs in his rehab start. Joe Ryan, 
Sonny Gray. Sounds like they both could be pitching in Seattle after this Rays series. The Twins have weathered this storm. They've weathered the injury storm. And we've talked, there have been points this year where I, I've said, okay, this is a period where you just need to weather it, where you just need to find a way to be 500 or right around 500. There are periods of this season where I say, this is, okay, this is your chance. you got to take some games. you got to take, take a bunch of games here. Sometimes they've come through on those. Sometimes they haven't. So far, they're three and three. So they've, they've treaded water decently well when they probably should have won tonight. They should have won tonight. They gave that game away. The offense shut down. The bullpen shut down. Yuan Duran wasn't very good. Nobody really contributed past the fourth inning. It should be better than three and three, which is wild to say against Toronto and, and New York, but it should be. I mean, three and three is about, eh, it's okay considering how those games went. But when you're looking at it from the expectation, three and three is fine. Three and three is, you would take that. You would take them being three and three if you didn't know how those games went before these games started, before these series started last week. They have Seattle and then I believe Arizona right after on a little road trip. That's probably the point if Joe Ryan and Sonny Gray come back. And again, it sounds like Sonny will be on that road trip pitching at some point, barring any kind of setback or anything that happens. And Joe Ryan is going to be up in his next start for the Twins, you would think. After tonight, he looked very good and, and was solid in three innings for the Saints. So when you get those two back, it's just going to stabilize this rotation. And instead of in this race series again, because they're still not healthy, it's Devin Smeltzer to be determined. It sounds like they're trying to get Chichi Gonzalez because he opted out of his contract. They need to add him back to the 26-man roster so he can start on Saturday. And then Cole Sands on Sunday. Instead, it's going to be you know Joe Ryan, Sonny Gray, Chris Archer, Dylan Bundy, Devin Smeltzer. It sounds a whole lot better than Smeltzer being your number one. And Bailey Ober's out now, which sucks. So the Twins are really missing. If you were coming into this season, I was expecting their top three starters to be Gray, Ryan, Ober. They're missing their top three starters right now and have been missing their top three starters. Uh, Ober hasn't pitched since Detroit. So they have been missing these guys. And they're still three and three, which is okay. And you'll take that against these good AL East clubs. When they get healthy with Ryan and Gray back, I will, and they're playing Arizona and Seattle, I'm going to have more of an expectation. I thought they would lose two out of three. I thought they might get swept in this Yankees series. They lost two out of three. It's about what you would expect here. And again, three and three against the Blue Jays and the Yankees. Um, Finally, I mean, I don't know about Royce Lewis. They were supposed to give an update on Royce Lewis today, and we didn't hear anything. Maybe Rocco will talk about it after the game. But um, they are starting to get healthy. I don't think you can put this game on Rocco Baldelli. And I criticized Rocco on Thursday night or on Tuesday night for bringing in Tyler Duffy in a 5-4 game. I said that was a mistake, and I still think that was a mistake, knowing what we know now. I, I don't know how you can put this one on Baldelli. He just doesn't, he doesn't have the guys back there. And he brings in Joe Smith in the sixth inning of a game. That, you know, that's a spot for Joe Smith to get out in the middle innings with a two-run lead. And, you know, he trusts his infield and his, his outfield and his defense to make some plays. They don't. And he gives up a two-run homer to Aaron Hicks. I mean, who do you want Baldelli to go to there? Bundy doesn't give him very much at all. He doesn't have guys back there outside of Duran. They need to perform. And they just didn't perform tonight. That's the difference. I, I don't think Baldelli's made good decisions all year. I mean, I don't think he's made consistently good decisions all the time, but what more did you want today? I think people will look for reasons to blame Rocco Baldelli for today's game. Rocco Baldelli's players didn't play well past the fourth inning today. They had an outstanding plan. And if you're taking another positive 
from these last six games when they faced Yusai Kikuchi, Jose Barrios, Kevin Gaussman, Jamison Tyone, Nestor Cortez, and Garrett Cole is they've had unique, strong plans for almost every single pitcher save for Jose Barrios. Everybody else, I mean, they got to Kikuchi very early. They got to Kevin Gaussman and pounded him. They got to Tyone. The offense was competitive in that game. Nestor Cortez, they knocked him out. It was his worst start of the season. Garrett Cole, it's the worst start of his one of the worst starts of his career. Most homer he's ever given up in a start in his career. So they had good plans for these games offensively. They put themselves in a in a position to win. They just didn't have the staff tonight. They didn't have the late inning bullpen arms on Tuesday. This team, I've said it for two months, I think. I think I've said this for two months since Jorge Alcala went down. And even then, like even if Alcala was healthy, I still think I'd say it. They are missing high leverage bullpen arms. Tonight is the best example of that with the Yankees going to a dude who throws a hundred with the sinker and a hard slider in the fifth inning of this game. And the twins go to Joe Smith, who I think is, is going to be good for them. I think he's going to be okay. Ultimately going to be okay for them, but he throws 84 with a sinker against this Yankees lineup. It's not all about velocity. I know that it's not about velocity for Joe Ryan or even for Sonny Gray. It's not always about velocity, but I just wish they had more. Don't you? Like, I just wish they had more good velocity in their bullpen. They need it so badly, and it's so clear. They are missing relievers. They are a Yuan Duran tough stretch from blowing game after game after game, I think. I mean, Griffin Jacks, again, is probably my second option in this bullpen as far as the trust rankings go. And then it's Pagan. It's probably a bigger drop from Jax to Pagan than it is from Duran to Jax. I mean, there's a sizable gap between Duran and Jax. I think Jax is a good middle reliever, especially in the right matchups. And I think his stuff has ticked up even in the last week or two. Beyond those two, it's hard for me to find trust. Emilio Pagan almost gave up another homer yesterday. Warning track fly ball again. I mean, this dude gives up a ton of hard contact. And when he's not giving up hard contact, he has trouble throwing strikes. Sometimes it's a combination of both, which is that's when it's a really a disaster. So the Twins lose two out of three. They could have won tonight. They didn't. Uh, it's disappointing. I mean, it's not surprising. It's even when they were up seven to five, it felt like this was probably what was going to happen tonight. I want to thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen today. Now make your second listen the Lockdown MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked on MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for listening. Like, subscribe, comment on the page. I appreciate you. Let me know your thoughts on this game, on this series, on the Minnesota Twins. Thank you so much. Have a great day, and go Twins.